think that you are in a video game and you are level one. You won't go try to defeat the boss, the level 999. You will be killed. Hey everyone, you're listening to 2M Creative Labs, the podcast. This podcast is for those looking to learn, be inspired, and apply wisdom from others' story and process as they execute on their passions. Today we have freelance concept artist and illustrator Rod Mendez join us. Hailing from Brazil, his journey as an illustrator traveling to North America is very inspiring. We talk about the feeling of losing time and being behind, working for the companies you want to work for, and dealing with clients who don't give you that creative control you want. Consider checking out his art station and his Instagram. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah, so um, to get started, let's uh, tell me a little bit of uh, who you are and uh, what you do. Okay. Um, hello. Uh, everyone who's listening to the podcast and thank you again for inviting me for the, the podcast and yeah uh, my name is Rod Mendes. Uh, Rod is a short for Rodrigo and I am an illustrator from Brazil and uh, I work mostly with concept art and illustration. Uh, mostly for illustration I work in with card games and covers, books, and for concept art, uh, I do mostly for video games and animation. Yeah, I've been uh, looking at your work and I see a lot of the portraits and definitely a lot of like concept art and stuff. Yeah, is that <laughs> I, a... I, like, I, I like to do that a yeah. lot. <laughs> um, is that something that, how, how did you get started with, um, I guess, illustration and moving towards things like concept art and working with video games? All right, yeah, this is a topic that I really like to talk about, especially mm -hmm. with my students. Oh yeah, by the way, I teach also. And uh, I like to tell them how I got there because uh, I like to say, you know, it's like a path, what not to do if you wish to get there, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, also, I like to say that uh, everyone uh, draws since we are children. But the only difference is that some people continue and the other don't. But yeah, since I was, you know, a kid, <laughs> you know, uh, I like it to draw a lot, like every kid. But there was a time, I guess, when I was, when I grew up a little bit and I was, uh, I guess, 15, 14, more or less. Uh, it was when manga started to grow here in Brazil where I live and <clears throat> I you know I, I was really really astonished by it and it had a really great influence on me and then like every kid probably I started drawing Dragon Ball and I don't know if you know Saint Seiya Knights of Zodiac yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. yeah so I was really really addicted to it and then time passed, and when I I had to go to college, I I kind of knew wh what I wanted, but at the same time, like every teenager or I don't know, I was so full of myself, kind of knowing that, you know, <laughs> I thought that uh, I know I know everything. I'm the best. I can do whatever I wish, <laughs> and life kind of taught me you know in a harsh way like dude you're nothing <laughs> and but the thing is uh later i i discovered 
uh, I guess it was conceptart.org. And one of, uh, I, I said my first mistake, but one of the biggest mistake, which was to think myself too high. Mm -hmm. But also another mistake I like to tell, and I tell this to my students, is that I knew conceptart.org, I knew the forum, the boards, and people posting and studying, doing the basics, everything, studying together. But I didn't do this. I knew everything about this. I mean, I, I knew the uh, what was concept art, while many uh, few people knew about it. I guess it was when people started to get to be interested in, on concept art. And then <clears throat> I, I kind of knew that, yeah, this is what I want to do, but uh, screw these basics. I'm gonna draw whatever I wish, <laughs> right? And then I, I, I went in this spiral, I would say, like just uh, running in circles while people around me would uh, getting better and better. And I, I was evolving in my, my style, but not as I wanted, not, not in, in the progression I wanted. So this really, really frustrated, fr frustrated me, sorry, uh, a lot. And uh, yeah, and then time passed. I really, I, I started to do work with illustration. It was, it was like, first of all, it was for commissions. And, uh, you know, the, the Divine Art Commissions and, yeah, for friends, st stuff like that. And then people started to get to me and ask for illustrations. But still, I knew that there was something missing. I was like, ah, how, how can I improve? I'm not improving enough, enough. And then I would say that everything changed in 2015. When I went to US and I could, I attended to concept uh, concept uh, concept design academy, where I could study and see better the reality of of things and what I was liking. And then, yeah, I told myself, okay, all right, it's time to go back, I start from zero, study the basics, uh, learn what I need to learn and get better. And since then I could improve the way I wanted, wanted but still uh, uh, I say that I, I had a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. An anxiety because still I, I felt like I missed time. Oh. You know, I lost time. Yeah, the, and this happens to a lot of artists and now I'm really okay with it, but Everyone has their time and their progress. Um, you don't need to rush things. But during this time, I really, I could really open my eyes and see how dumb I was before. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, yeah, I could progress. And then suddenly a lot of people started to, to ask me for illustrations and I got work from a company. The, uh, a card game company, the one I, I still work for them. And uh, yeah, more works came. 
And then recently, in 2017, I I was already getting concept artworks and local stuff too. Like we have, uh, we are now doing an animation, a short animation. And I did some storyboards for them. It's still in production, but hopefully soon I'll be able to share stuff and yeah, the final project. But yeah, I got works like this. But then in 2017, I could go to Canada and then I could attend to Vancouver Film School, the concept art uh, program. And then I stayed there for one year. And it was a really good year for me because I, I was all by myself. Like uh, I was already in US, but it was only for three months while in Canada. Yeah, while in Canada, I was already working for the company, but also I had my school work to do. So I, I was literally sleeping for, I don't know, five hours a day, even on Sundays. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, my back <laughs> didn't like this. <laughs> I still feel my, my back. <laughs> but yeah, it was really good because I could really, really focus on, on this. Only production only on study and applying everything to my work and getting contact with teachers and my colleagues. So it was, I would say that um, this time in US and Canada really changed, changed uh, everything in, on me. And I feel that now I, I'm improving, really improving the way I do, the way I want. So this is something I really like to share to my students because, yeah, yeah. it's really good to to tell them that uh, yeah, you don't need to rush things, but also you can, if you focus and study, do smart study and do the basics and apply them, all this stuff, you can really improve fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. tough. Like with, I think any creative um, discipline to want to skip the basics, right? Because you you want to get there faster. Yes. Um, yes. Exactly. And I guess with you through that experience, that's kind of how you you realize that, and then you started, I guess, back to zero. Um, what do you tell your students now? which is really cool that you're teaching too, is what do you tell them now to kind of say like, hey, it's, you know, let's slow down. Because I feel like, especially because we look at other artists, mm-hmm. they look like they're so far ahead and you just yes. want to catch up. Yeah, uh, this is the thing with social media nowadays because you open, I don't know, our station and... Every, every day, actually, I open ArtStation and I see a whole bunch of really, really awesome artists. Mm-hmm. And now I, I get inspired by them, but also every day I find someone new. So this is crazy. And then you have Instagram and other medias. And one thing that I tell them is that the good thing about this industry is that there is space for everyone. So no matter if you, uh, this is another mistake I, I did a lot. Like, I like everything from cartoon to 
realistic stuff, environments, characters, vehicles, everything. I really, really like everything. But uh, I, I had this problem that when I saw an artist doing realistic stuff, I was like, oh, then I, I really wish to do this. And then I saw someone doing some stylized stuff, uh, cartoony stuff. I'm like, hey, but this is cool too. I want to do this. So, uh, yeah, I, I tell them, like, uh, there is space for everyone. Take your time because it is it is a craft. So you need to take time to be good at it, whatever you choose. So it's not something that you are going to learn from day to night, but something that you it's constantly you need to work work on and then focus on and uh, also I tell them like uh, you see the final product in these kind of social medias but if you if you look closely if you take uh, I don't know if you buy a tutorial from these guys you you see that they take their time I, I talked to other artists and also they, they told me that it's not something that you do for example, a drawing, let's say a concept art, a character. It's not something that you do in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yes, you have to do because there is a meeting, your art director, we have a meeting and you need to do a really fast sketch. And yeah, this, uh, this applies to, but for those poses that you need to do uh, more, let's say a beautiful pose, with the textures and everything for the 3D department, it's not that you are going to rush things. Or even an illustration. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they will give you four days, five days to do an illustration, but sometimes they will give you one month. <clears throat> so it's more about uh, going slow to later you can go fast. The slower you get now and focus and take your time, the faster you will be and do these tags, whatever it is something uh, to be done in 30, 30 minutes or, I don't know, uh, one week, for example. That's awesome, yeah. I, I definitely understand that feeling of, like, it always seems like there's not space for everybody, um, mm -hmm. especially because you can, I mean, I don't know how illustrators feel. I'm not an illustrator. I'm a photographer, and I always see everybody with oh, their cool. cameras around. <laughs> and there are days when it feels like I don't know if I can find my my space in the market. But it really is true that there is space for everybody. But one thing I was curious about, because I can tell how much you love drawing. And yeah. you love everything. But how do you then approach that when you have to build a portfolio you focus on anything in particular or do you truly just draw and how do you present yourself in that way yeah that that's a, a good question um actually yeah this is something i tell them too um i guess the smartest thing is to actually look at the company you wish to work with and this happened this happened to me for example uh my portfolio, for example, I work mostly with fantasy art and I aim, aim my portfolio now, illustration portfolio, to get works with kind of card games like Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to tell them, like, you can aim to a company, but there is 
tons of companies with cool works, nice works, and it is a work, whatever it is, that dream company or the other company. And if you focus on that co specific company, other companies can come and contact you. And this happened to me, actually. This company that I'm working now with uh, card games, it's, uh, they are kind of their style, like a Magic, Magic the Gathering style. So, and I'm doing this, the, this kind of work, of work to them. So, um, this is the good thing about it and how important it is to, to focus your work and then post your work so others, other people can see what you do and ev eventually they will, come after, uh, they will come to you. Right, yeah. That's a really <coughs> good advice, I think, is to kind of think of, the one company that you do want to work for and then as you develop your skills others that are kind of like that or even not the same style or the same kind of work will find you as well on your way to that dream company yeah exactly and also for example and i heard that this happens a lot like for example you wish to apply to a company that does something like semi-realistic stuff but your portfolio is mostly composed by cartoony stuff. So they won't even see it. They, they will not reply. Probably they won't reply to you. And they will even not see your portfolio because the most basic thing you didn't do, which is the research, you didn't research the company. So uh, it, it's really important to know where you wish to arrive. Mm -hmm. Your finish line, let's say. That's really good advice, I think. Yeah, and it, because we're, I feel like that's something that we, you do have to kind of think about ahead of time as you work and work on your skills so that you're more focused towards that direction. That's awesome. Yeah, so you can see really sped up things and uh, yeah, and uh, it, it's not that you, you can't have different portfolios. For example, if you like, everything you can build different portfolios but my advice would be focus on one thing and then you can focus on other stuff if you if it doesn't work or if you get there but then you feel that you need to try new stuff and uh, try a new yeah mm -hmm. new new stuff and new 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 art new art style yeah that makes sense it makes a lot of sense um, I feel yep. like I myself should start focusing on something as well because I do like trying a bunch of different things, but it does make it hard to build a strong portfolio because you yes. have so many things that you like to play with. Um, so do you always work on projects that you're passionate about or are there jobs that are more for just getting paid or some sort of return like exposure and you're not so particularly excited about? I know you love drawing and it it's mm -hmm. like, I feel like any moment that you're able to draw, like you'd be down for it. But is there a project that you would have worked on that you're not really like, you're not really in love with, but you had, you chose to do it for some reason. Yeah, this happens a lot, actually. Um, now I can say that I'm lucky to have mostly work that I want to do and work that I will say, oh, this one day that will make to the portfolio. But yeah, I'm still at this place where uh, some works I can refuse, but some it's uh, I can't refuse. Mm -hmm. 
because in the end you need to pay your bills. But but yeah, the goal, I guess the goal for every artist is to work on personal projects and also stuff that they really wish to work with. So so right now I would say I'm the middle, the middle of the road. At least this this kind of road. That's awesome though. Yeah, it's really good. I think uh, once, and it, I, obviously it, it uh, varies um, per person, but I think uh, if people work towards that, you could get to a place where you have the ability to say no to things that you're not really into, especially if you have to pay for bills, right? Yeah, totally. And also there is a thing a teacher of mine said once and I never forgot, which is uh, no matter the work, no matter if you do a small part of the the job or uh, whatever it is, a big part, it's your name on it. So no matter the work, try to do your best. So even those in those works that I don't like that much to do it, yeah, still when I'm working on it, I'm totally into it, into it, like because I know it's my name on it. It's my name that is that is on the screen, so I, I really need to do a, a really good work. So mm. yeah, maybe, who knows, this work I don't like, but maybe, I don't know, this art director or the client will say my name you, you, to other, other client, and this might be a work that I really enjoy and really pays well. So I guess it's really important to, to try to do your best and focus on that too. Oh, for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. You yeah. want to be putting out work that you're still happy with at the end of the day, even if the project wasn't something that you are super passionate about. Yeah, because work is working then, so mm -hmm. it is the same. We are being paid to be creative, so it's our job to be creative. Yeah. Um, no on the, the note of being creative, uh, how do mm -hmm. you so have you ever run into a situation where the client wants something but gets in the way of your creativity? Like how do you kind of balance between making them happy but then still expressing your own ideas into it? Yeah, <laughs> actually <laughs> that's really hard. But uh, I, I want to, this is another thing I really, I tell a lot to my students. And the funny thing is that I told them last week, actually, uh, for example, in illustration, on illustration, like it's your, you have uh, your creativity and also, but also you have your clients and they have their visions and I have my vision. They give you the briefing. So it's our job to try to, to get everything like to join my mind with theirs. Like uh, I, I show then like my my ideas, but he shows his vision, and then we can go in a third path, something like that. Sometimes yes, some clients they are like, uh, I don't want this, I wanted this, and in the end it is the client. You need to do what they want. But I try to here and there, like for example in the beginning part, like in the thumbnail thumbnailing part, mm -hmm. I. I try to give him as as many as I can, at least three ideas or five ideas. It depends on the time, but I try to push myself, and then and then give give them more visions. 
because, for example, there are some clients that they are really specific. Like, I want this pose, and they give you the reference for the pose. I want these colors, and I want, I don't know, this kind of character. And then you don't have much room to, to run away, so you need to focus on that. But uh, there are mostly, most of them, they, they, they give me a general idea of it. So I try to give them many as, as much as I can in ideas mm -hmm. and then and then they will choose those they, they like and then I try to give more ideas for the colors so it's it's kind of steps you know so it's steps for for the work before I give them the final product so in this way I can give I can try to achieve their vision while giving giving my own my own idea and my own creativity Right. Yeah. And it's tough when you're working with the ones that have those strict like visions and they're very yep. specific. And of course, mm -hmm. if they're the client, then you do have to work and just be the hands essentially is I think what we were, what I've been told before is sometimes the clients will pay you to be the hands and not necessarily the creative mind. Yeah, precisely. I, I, I consider myself lucky because this kind of client as far as I can remember, never happened to me, but it happened to a friend. There is a friend of mine, which I constantly, uh, I constantly, I constantly, constantly talk to him in Discord. So we share the works and we give each other feedback, which is really good. And he gave me something that he was working on. And the client, client was this kind of client. They gave him everything like a, perfect mood board with all the reference and the poses. And he tried to, he did the pose that they wanted, but also he tried to give more ideas of different poses, different angles, camera angles. But then they replied to him, uh, thanks for this, but we want this pose, this specific pose in the reference. Please uh, do that, not this. Mm -hmm. And then he had to, commit and to that pose that they gave him right it happens yeah oh for sure there's lots and because there's so much work out there as well right you do get yes. those people i'm i'm surprised you mentioned discord is that a big thing in the uh, illustrative community um in terms of kind of communicating and connecting with artists and collaborating oh yes uh actually yeah discord was created for video games but mm. also a lot of a lot of artists artists actually use it because i know there are some art as uh, yes some of them that they have uh communities they have big uh, a big number of followers so they create uh kind of discord community so and I participate in some of them and it's pretty interesting because they have different channels so you can post work for feedback you can post references and there's the bots that tell you when there will be a live stream or a new YouTube video or stuff like that so I guess it's a good way to get closer and get connected with other people mm -hmm. So it really works. And actually with my students, I use it. I have a community there. So I share the classes and sometimes there are some 
reference videos, some tutorials that I find, and then I post there like an additional stuff for them to study. So I guess it's pretty, pretty useful. Yeah, and then you can do video conferences. I guess it's up to 10 people, but it's enough. So you can share your screen. Right. Yeah, that's actually a really cool idea and probably something that we'll consider for for our audience too, because it's not nice. just illustrators, right? And but it's it's mm -hmm. really cool to hear like how other disciplines are communicating in that way because um, especially for me personally, I don't really know much about the illustrative scene. I know it from my friends, mm -hmm. but um, it's always cool to get some insight on that for sure. Yeah, one thing that I that I like about this community is that, as I said earlier, it's it's small, it, it, it's big, but at the same time, it is small. Like, for example, we just had a big event on Pasadena, California, Lightbox Expo. And while I couldn't attend, I saw a lot of uh, people talking about it. And almost everyone, at least the big names from illustration and concept art were there, and even companies and other stuff. Yeah. And everybody said it was really, really, really awesome. Actually, I'm saving now to go there next year, but uh, the thing is, it's the same people that will be there. Mm -hmm. So uh, actually, of, of course, there, there will be the new students, the students that couldn't attend, but still it's the same people there and you know some face and then you can talk to them. And the good thing is, is this, I would say, of course, there, there are those those art, artists who are more famous and people will go after them, of course, to ask ask for portfolio reviews and talk to them, have some insights. But I would say there's no hierarchy, hierarchy on this mm -hmm. because, uh, and this event proved that, like other events around the world, but uh because there is you 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 can walk around and there is this artist over there and then you can just talk to them and they will reply to you they will talk to you mm -hmm. so uh it's not like there will be you know rising stars high stars and then you can't approach them because no they are they will be there so you can go to them you can send messages to them and eventually, if they have time, of course, they will reply. And if you are educated, of course, and know how to write to people, so people will reply to you. So it's pretty, really, really good to have these people around and to, to have this opportunity to interact with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's amazing so, yeah. because, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, we all have, like, our inspirations that we look up to that are usually like pretty big in the scene or have a larger following and it's hard to kind of approach sometimes but it's mm -hmm. good to hear that that hierarchy that feeling of this person's not going to talk to me because i'm just new or whatever um doesn't exist because of such a smaller community and it's it's scary because you want i feel like people want to grow their communities but then you have to be careful to kind of still maintain that like closeness even though there's a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. The, this is why it is 
small but at the same time big because mm-hmm. yeah new people i would say back in when i said that 2000 in 2006 more or less when i knew what concept art was 2006 2005 more or less there were a few people that that were interested on the, uh, on it mm-hmm. a lot of people but not not as today i'm saying right. so yeah nowadays because of social media and video games they shared the concept art hey check the concept art of this video game and then we had the art books so people started to know about it mm-hmm. now we get a lot of people really really into it so that's awesome. more and more yeah. yeah yeah so it is growing a lot around the world yeah that's great to hear for sure i do have another question so what does yep. a typical day for you look like especially when you have work and obviously still teaching students Nice. Um, I like to say that I'm really methodic guy. So sometimes <laughs> I can't manage to do it, but usually I am. I really wake up early. I'm a morning person, so I like to wake up around 5.30 a.m. And then I go to the gym. So for some people, the gym like makes them, make them tired. Mm-hmm. But for me, it really wakes me up. Then, and also, you know, we spend all the day on a chair, working, getting stressed. It's a really stressful job. So it's good to work out and stay fit. Mm-hmm. So I try to do this at least in the morning. And then, yeah, after doing the things I need to do, breakfast and cleaning stuff, I start my day really early. When I'm not full of client work to do, I save some time to work on personal stuff, like doing warm-ups, sketching stuff, doodling stuff. And then more or less on 9 a.m. I get to work. Then I work until lunchtime, more or less midday, midday and 30. And then I, I take some time to rest and still doodle something or just rest my mind. And then I get back to work until 7 p.m., more or less. But yes, usually I pass this. I go to 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and then I go to sleep late, late. But uh, yeah, but before that, I if there is time, I work on personal stuff too. Nice. That's yeah. a pretty so, tight schedule, yeah. Yeah, but this is for a day when I'm not teaching because I teach on Fridays. Right. Sometimes on yeah, sometimes on weekends, mm-hmm. but yeah, on Fridays I have this class on Friday night, seven p.m. to nine p.m. So I do everything, but that I told you, but I stop more or less on five thirty p.m. That's when I I have to go to the school, which is really close to my house. But uh, but yeah, I, I go there and then I teach. I talk to students and I, I really like it because it's an, an opportunity to leave mm-hmm. uh, my office, my cave, as I like yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I get to contact with students and in different levels and talk to them, see where they need to, well, what they are lacking to study, 
So it's a really good to contact these people. And every time it's, it's different people. So it's really good to, to, to talk to these students. And, and yeah, actually I learned a lot from them right. because, yeah, because as they say, when you teach, you need to actually study, study more than you, you usually study because you need to talk about a subject that you think you know, so right. it's really good. So this is one thing that I've always wondered, especially for creative, uh, especially illustrators. Was there ever an issue with like your family or anybody that was supporting you that like, well, how was the response when you said that you wanted to do concept art and wanted to do that as a job? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really good question because I guess everyone had this in their life. Everyone who chose this career path. So yeah, when I was when I attended college, university actually, I was in architecture, and everybody thought I was going to architecture to be an architect, and I I kind of like it actually, but I knew that I wouldn't do this profession. Actually, to be honest, I attended to this because it was the closest thing to drawing that I knew. But at the same time, I could attend to fine arts uh, school here. And uh, I coursed both. But suddenly, when I was pretty advanced on architecture, I left the, the university. So I, I just I, I stayed on fine arts and then I graduated on it. But when I left architecture, my family went and they asked it, why, why don't you at least finish it? You get your, you know, your degree, your diploma, and then you can do whatever you wish. But I knew it was kind of, yeah, I, I learned a lot there. I love environment. So yeah, architecture helped me a lot, especially with perspective and, and projecting houses, stuff, space, mm -hmm. visual space, but, but it wasn't for me. But at least uh, I am really thankful to my mother because she really supported me. Even though she was one of those who, from, from my family that asked me to at least to finish yeah. the, the school, but on the other, other side, she she knew what I wanted and she supported me a lot. So I could pursue this. And I was like, you know, when at this age, um, I, I, I told myself that she was supporting me and uh, she was pay, still paying for my bills. I, I was already working with architecture, but when I left, I stopped working. But I was never this kind of person that used to go out on weekend and spend a lot of money. So right. at least I, I, yeah. And I told her this, that, okay, thank you for this. Uh, you know that I'm not this kind of person that go out a lot. I like to go out, but I'm not, not that much. And then I'll just commit to the stuff I love. And I'll, I will graduate on this other course. But I love drawing and I will be doing, I will be only be doing this. 
So yeah, I did that, and I told her that if I didn't uh, manage to get money uh, with this job, I would quit and do some, you know, other stuff. But yeah, luckily I could manage, and now yeah, and I, I tell this to my students too that uh, it's hard for parents to be supportive about this because mostly most of the parents they will they are worried about you and they they want the best for you so even though they don't understand this they want the best for you so it's not they actually they don't want to for you to you know to succeed in what you choose but it's mostly they are worried about when they leave this world what what will be of you you know what how are you going to pay your bills and how are you going to survive but once you start to get paid and pay your bills they will stop complaining even though they won't understand sometimes you can try to make them understand and again i'm really lucky to have a supportive mother because she participates on the stuff I produce, like she knows what I do and I show her when I go to the events, the conventions and the, yeah, the, the, the things, the, the news about the work I share with her. And so she knows she's totally into what I do. So, That's but awesome. it, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's not, I know it's not, not everyone is lucky to have this kind of supportive parent, but if, if it's what, you know, really what you wish to do, just understand that they will stop complaining when you start to bring money to home. So yeah, it's true. Though. That's the reality of things. Yeah, that really is it. Is once, once you're getting paid and they can see that, well, they have no yeah. way to say anything <laughs> to you anymore. But it's it's tough to make that that jump, I guess, when you're already in the middle of architecture and you're probably you were probably almost finished, and you decide that this isn't for you. But it takes a lot to know what you like and what you want to do, and also to then take action for that. So I think that's super inspiring to your students, I imagine. Yeah, one thing that I like to do is to have this close connection with them. So in the end, I end being a friend. To them, it's it's like yeah, there is still this teacher-student relationship, but also a friend to another friend. Mm -hmm. I really like this connection. I guess also it's uh, here in Brazil. We are, you know, you it's uh, it's like uh, proximity stuff. Like we shake hands a lot, we hug a lot, so we have this kind of approach also. So mm -hmm. I guess it's easier here to to have this kind of relation with the students and people in general. Did you find that to be difficult uh, in Canada or in the US? Well, Actually not. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to joke because I, I just told you this, that we hug a lot and yeah. we shake hands a lot, but I like to say that I'm the worst Brazilian ever because <laughs> I'm more like the Canadian or the American kind of person. Like, you know, for example, uh, yeah, this kind, of, this thing of hugging, and let's say if you meet someone, and like if you're a man and you meet a girl, you just met her, and then you kiss her cheeks, 
and you just yeah, but you just met met her but i'm not like this you know here so and i or the contrary also but uh but yeah but but yeah I, i'm kind of colder person this <laughs> in this in this kind That's of stuff funny. but i wouldn't be able to tell like, you sound like a very pleasant person to uh, to interact oh with. thank you you've been drawing i guess since you were a kid and mm -hmm. how was it once digital became more of a thing like there was a transition there where you were drawing on analog to then doing things digitally was it a, was that a weird jump for you and would you say that it's not necessarily something everybody needs to learn as an illustrator or should people consider getting as good as they are analog to digital or or reverse mm -hmm, right um yeah i would say first of all that i i switch it well i guess back in i guess it was yeah back in 2005 when i knew about concept art I guess it was when I learned about Photoshop. So I did this transition, like, you know, my first illustration, I can even remember. <laughs> and it was full of lens flare, of course. And, of <laughs> you know, the, the, yeah, the render, the filter, <laughs> and weird stuff. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, I know. But probably done the same, similar idea. I guess everyone did it, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it was Photoshop. I guess it was 5.5, maybe, or 5.0. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty early. But the funny thing is that I still do a lot of traditional stuff. And I tell this to my students, too, that the traditional helps me a lot in my digital and vice versa. Like, my digital helped, helped me a lot on my traditional stuff. Because I, uh, there are times when I'm in front of a computer and, you know, I get tired of it because mm -hmm. of the light, you know, and long time expo exposure to the computer. So I just, I just uh, switch back to my sketchbook and then I start to draw and sketch things just to relax or even study. study. I do a lot of studies there. Sometimes for client work, or sometimes for myself, or sometimes it just doodles. Mm -hmm. So I tell them a lot, like, for example, the class I teach, it's digital illustration. But even so, I, I tell them, like, don't leave your sketchbooks. It's, it's not that it is mandatory for you to do it, but let's say you are in a restaurant or you are in a, just walking and you're, you take your time outside. So you won't bring your computer with you in most of case. And yeah, even though now we have iPads and stuff like that, but it's a, rea a sad reality here in Brazil that you don't use your uh, iPads very often on the streets because right. it's dangerous. So, but you can always have your sketchbook and yeah, an electronic device, they fail sometimes, but mm -hmm. not your sketchbook. It's just there, just bringing it and start drawing from life. It's one of the best things you can do. I would say there is, again, there is space for everyone because you can have a beautiful career by doing only traditionally. 
For example, I mentioned it earlier, uh, Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. And even today, there are a lot of artists who paint traditionally oil on canvas. So, And they are top-notch artists and really well-known artists. So probably, yes, yeah, sometimes they use computer. They do the contrary. They use the computer to do the sketching and the ideas. So they can speed up things, but in the end they go to traditional. And the same applies for concept art, because sometimes you are in a meeting, or sometimes you're yeah you are talking to uh, your art director, and while you are having this meeting, you can sketch really fast some ideas for them. Right. So I guess yeah, you you can have a beautiful career by doing traditionally. Recently, I, I, I was showing some students about it. There was this artist that sadly passed away a while ago and he worked for uh, for some uh, for Bethesda. And if you, if you see his portfolio, uh, since he passed away, they posted his works and all of them, I would say actually is, uh, the vast majority of it, it is traditional stuff. And it is a work for a big company. Right. For a big company. So that's amazing, though. Yeah, it's totally possible. That's good. That's uh, it's good because then we definitely don't want to discourage people from like drawing traditionally and like having to do digital if that's not something that works for them. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's not mandatory. But mm -hmm. yeah, the thing about concept art is to to have a good work, like, because you are a part of the big machine. So the work is not yours, of course. So you have the, your briefing and you need the, this work that you do will be passed to other people. Mm -hmm. So you need to be clear. Your design needs to be clear. The form language, the ideas. So you can, and you can do this traditionally. The thing is that you need to be fast. So you need to show good ideas but also in production you need to in pre-production sorry you need to be fast also right that makes so if you can do that traditionally yeah so if you can do that traditionally yes go ahead the thing about uh, digital is that you can be really fast mm -hmm. that's true that's very true what would you recommend to someone who wants to start drawing say they saw your work and they said they love your art and were very inspired and want to start drawing what would you tell them yeah so i would tell them a couple of things like um yeah the first one don't rush take your time be smart but also there's there's a thing a joke that we tell the illustrators tell which is every illustrator if you ask them like how can i start they will tell you study the basics and that's it. But what are the basics? Like a lot of students get confused about it. And I like to explain that the basics, there's a lot of kind of basics and it depends on what you wish to do, like where you wish to arrive. So whether it is environments, for example, if it's environments, it's not mandatory to study anatomy, human anatomy. And, but it's important to commit to the basics like learn the form language, uh, get used to 
uh, rotate objects and to have this 3D, three-dimensional vision. Even though if you do 2D stuff, it's really important to know these basic forms. And then you can apply to your studies, like whether it is anatomy, environments. So my advice would be this, mm -hmm. uh, most specifically, uh, just uh, get comfortable with it. Uh, study the subject matter, what you wish to, uh, what you wish to be, and what you, the kind of work you need to be. Study, study this basic, and after studying, apply what you study. You know, so do this like research, study. It's not study by copying, but study by understanding what you are studying and doing this kind of reverse engineering, like try to break things, like, <laughs> like for example, <laughs> to, to <laughs> let not make people commit mistakes. It's like, uh, for example, if you are studying an environment, don't look to the whole picture. Pick a little part of it, like a building, a part of the building, and try to understand it, try to study the parts of it and then try to assemble parts together. Or right. if it's anatomy, for example, let's say you study the torso. Oh, I mean, don't go for the whole body, like, but kind of go to the torso and try to break it down in parts, like try to see the shapes on it. And then you can try to rotate it and be comfortable with it. And then you can assemble parts together and then try to do without looking at the reference. Mm -hmm. In this way, I guess it's one of the best ways to study because you won't be relying that much on, on what you are seeing and you are not only copying stuff. Does it make sense? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially the idea that you don't have to draw the whole body or the whole building at the start, right? And yeah. by being able to focus on one thing at a time, yeah, you yeah. kind of start small. You do start slow and... Baby steps. Yeah, baby yeah. steps for sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, baby steps, it's really important. And there is a thing, uh, just remember that there, there is an artist... Uh, I can't remember who said that, but I guess it was Anthony Jones. Yeah, it was him. And he said something really interesting that I repeat to my students too. Like, just think that you are in a video game and you are level one. You won't go try to defeat the boss, the level 999. You will be killed. One hit and he will smash you, crush you. No, first of all, you are going to kill, to defeat these low-level monsters. And then you will level up, level up, level up, level up. And then you will be able to defeat the boss. And then you will go to the higher boss and then and so on, so on, so on. So, yeah, don't rush things and commit yourself to your own pace. Don't look to your, I mean, connect to your peers, but learn for them and connect with them. But don't be frustrated if they are too advanced, if, if they advance faster than you. Because you need, and I would say my last advice would be, be the best of yourself. You are only, you know, it, it is a competition with yourself and only with yourself.
that's awesome. I think that's probably one of the most like key advice. Like, I love the video game cool. um, concept because, well, obviously we're talking about how you're, you're focused on concept art. And I'm a big video game player mm-hmm. and I totally understand nice. that. So, yeah, thanks so much for that advice. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience, to your students maybe, or to anyone else that's listening to this podcast? Um, things that you want to part with or how we can support you and your work in the future? Yeah, uh, uh, I would like to, first of all, thank you again for having me here. Uh, it was a big pleasure. If people wish to follow me, I I, uh, I, I, I post my works, like the client work, but also I work right, I'm working right now on personal stuff and I'm hoping to, uh, I don't know, soon post this stuff and have a publication. And I would say, like, I guess it's the goal of many artists to, we love the work we do with the clients, but also, I guess many of us want to work for ourselves and live with, you know, with the income of our own work. So, yeah, if you wish to follow my work, you have my Instagram, Medezart, M-E-N-D-E-Z-A-R-T. And my art station, it's Rod Mendes. I post mostly on, on there. So, yeah, thank you. And of course, if you wish to connect with me, feel free to talk to me. You can send me messages on Instagram. I'm the one who who looks at messages on Instagram <laughs> and on other stuff. But yeah, if you wish to send me messages and talk, connect and ask stuff, I'll be happy, happy to reply to you yeah definitely for sure he's not joking about that because it's exactly what we did and we said yeah that. <laughs> that's why i mentioned it that but yeah i look to all the messages i have i take my time yeah i forgot to tell this but early in the morning also i look at my messages and then i reply to them that's i try so to awesome. re- reply as much as i can mm-hmm. i love that well thanks so much for doing this yeah. i really appreciate your time and, uh, thank you if you like this episode, iTunes ratings are dope and helps us lots. Share it with your friends if you found any value in it. Subscribe and get notified when the next episode drops. Follow us on social media and send us a message to let us know what you think. And we'll see you in the next one.